Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1987's Lethal Weapon. Alright guys, welcome to the show. I will be reviewing Lethal Weapon from 1987 but before i get into all of that uh patreon don't forget about the patreon patreon is up uh for uh three dollars or more you can get access to things that are special pretty much and like it's special special things on patreon uh three dollars you can get access to live streams and uh watch parties i will be doing my first watch party at the end of this month on saturday july 31st i will be uh watching crossover if you don't know what crossover is crossover is a really bad really bad (laughs) i'm sorry i i just got a laugh when i said it's a really bad basketball movie starring anthony mackie you want it you you want to I'm I'm letting you know you want to be there for that. You want to be there to watch crossover with me. So three dollars or more, three dollars or more gets you access to that. So you can watch bad basketball movies, you know, with Anthony Mackie in them. But yeah, that would be that's gonna be the first watch party we do. That's gonna be uh, Saturday, July thirty first. We're gonna be watching crossover, but you have to be a Patreon member in order to get access to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I guarantee you. I've seen this movie before and it's bad. <laughs> you know, it's very bad. So, if you haven't seen it, you want to be in on that. It's terrible. Um and you 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 want to be in on that, you want to laugh, you want to riff, you want to you want to do everything with that. So like be on that Patreon $3 or more. That's 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 my announcement for that let's get into this show shall we oh my god i got a lot i got a lot on my mind i got a lot to fucking talk about today and i kind of got like a fucking migraine uh let's talk about things i watched this week which is the thing that's giving me a fucking migraine right now oh god first of all i went back to the theaters i actually uh just came back from the theater from whenever you're watching this uh, or listening to listening to this podcast uh, on the day that I record this podcast I just came back from the theater uh, the movie theater for the first time in a year I went back to the movie theaters I wore my mask because I'm not vaccinated yet either I'm gonna get I plan on either getting vaccinated at the end of this month or the beginning of next month it's gonna be around. It's gonna be around in that area, but I'm not vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated yet. I went, took my precautions, took my mask, went to the movie theater for the first time ever, and I'm not gonna lie, kind of missed it. Really, kind of missed it. I thought I would. This is the thing. The whole time we've been locked down in this pandemic, I thought that I would not miss movie theaters i even i think i even uh said that when people were talking about movie theaters i was like i ain't gonna miss it it's like it's, it's it's actually cooler to watch movies at home 
you know, we've been watching movies at home for like a fucking year and a half now. <laughs> you know, you kind of get used to it. I went back to the movie theater and it reminded me why I love the goddamn movie theater. I love sitting in the seats. I love smelling the popcorn. I love eating the popcorn. I love looking at looking up on that movie screen. I love watching local uh, commercials <laughs> uh, on the screen. I love looking at Maria Menounos pitch shit that I'm not gonna buy. Uh, you know, like you know, I love looking at I love looking at trailers on the big screen. You know, like I just I just love this. I just love everything about about the movies. Love everything about it. So, what's the movie? I know you guys are probably saying, what's the movie that you saw in the theaters? I went to go see Black Widow. I went to go see Black Widow. I'm about to go review Black Widow. Uh, the reason I went to go to the movie theater to go see Black Widow because I know it was on Disney Plus. It was on Disney Plus, and it was thirty dollars on Disney Plus. I thought I would be able to spend thirty dollars on Disney Plus, but I'm like, you know what? I haven't spent thirty bucks on anything on Disney Plus. And I'm not gonna start now. <laughs> so I was like, it's cheaper to go to the movie theater and go see this movie. So I went to the movie theater to go see this movie for seven dollars. <laughs> for seven bucks. It was like thirty like thirty, seventy, you know, like I'd rather go see it for seven, you know, <laughs> other than thirty. But um I review I'm 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 about to, I, I went to go see Black Widow. I went to go see Black Widow and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna get through I'm just gonna get through this because this movie I'm not gonna mince words, I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit about this movie, about how I feel about this movie. This movie, this movie's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's fucking, this might be, this might be one of the worst Marvel movies I've ever seen. This might be it. And, I, and no disrespect to Scarlett Johansson, I love Scarlett Johansson. I love her. She's a great actress. She seems like a great human being. But, you know, I'm not... This is this is the movie. I, 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 when I told you there was gonna be that one that was just gonna be that was just gonna be like what the fuck, you know? Uh, and I'm 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 actually lying. I'm lying because Iron Man three I didn't like. This goes in the pile with Iron Man three because Iron Man three pissed me off so goddamn much. Black Widow goes in that pile too of Marvel movies that piss me off. Because there are some other Marvel movies that I don't quite care for. You know, I don't quite care for uh, Captain Marvel. I don't quite care for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't quite care for Thor The Dark World. Uh, Incredible Hulk, I haven't seen in a while, so I don't know how I feel about it now. Um, Black, I said Black Panther. It's a, it's a bit above, but Black Panther... I felt like didn't have enough Black Panther, you know, so, <laughs> so I kind of feel, I kind of feel a way about that movie too, but when it comes to like movies that piss me the fuck off, this is the second Marvel movie that pissed me the fuck off. My God, this movie is so fucking terrible. It's just, 
I know it takes it because like the movie takes place. Uh, the movie takes place between Endgame and Civil War, really Infinity War and Civil War, because uh, the the Avengers come back in Infinity War. But in, I digress. Um, so like the movie starts off. The movie starts off with Natasha on a run from uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Because like she she betrayed the Sokovia Accords and all this shit, and they even kind of they even mentioned T'Challa a little bit at the beginning. It was like oh she t- she attacked the king of Wakanda and all this stuff and you know and all this shit. So they kind of they kind of make an allusion an alludent to T'Challa, you know. So in this movie, um, because you know like she shoots T'Challa in the back with the thing to to help uh, Cap and Bucky get away in Civil War, you know, but. A lot of this movie. That's one thing that this movie relies a lot, a lot on on references to other superheroes. Like I said, they mentioned they mentioned T'Challa. They because like they, they mentioned T'Challa. They mentioned uh, they mentioned Captain America. They mentioned Iron Man. They mentioned Hawkeye. You know they 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 mentioned Thor. You know, they mentioned, they make alludings to a whole bunch of other heroes, but they're not in this movie. They're not in this goddamn movie. Oh my God. I'm trying y'all. I'm really fucking trying. I'm trying. I'm fucking, um, <laughs> cause this movie is so, this movie is so fucking, but this movie is so fucking poorly put together the script is fucking weak the script is flimsy the script is weak as shit um what else what else happened in this goddamn movie the pit oh yeah because like the movie starts because like let me start the movie starts like the movie starts off like i said uh, uh natasha is on the run um they go back there's a flash there's a flashback to like 1995 apparently um Natasha was a part of a of a sleeper cell, of a sleeper unit, and uh, as a kid, it's her and uh, Elena, who is her sister, played by Florence, played by Florence Few, uh, and it's uh, Rachel Weisz's character. I forgot her. I forgot her fucking name already. L- Melina, her name Melina, and the Red Guardian, played by uh, David Harbor. Um, there, they like originally they were a sleeper cell unit in America. They were there, and they were like, and like they were there to like, I guess infiltrate Shield. I don't know what the fuck was going on. They they made everything so fucking vague. I don't know what the fuck's going on in the goddamn movie. But anyway, I guess like Shield found them or some shit, and they were on a run. They were on a run from Shield. They got out of there, and they go back. I guess they go back. They go back to Russia, not really Russia, but they go back to Russia, the Russians, and uh, they run into. Uh, I, I didn't even catch this character's name, but he's played by he's played by uh, Ray Winstone. He's played by Ray Winstone. So like Ray Winstone is like the head of like the, the what they call the Red Room, which is where they train all the widows. And so, pretty much he kidnaps. Pretty much the whole thing about this, he kidnaps little girls. Ray Winstone's character kidnaps little girls and puts them through this training. And either they die or they live to become widows. It's like it's pretty much it's pretty much fucking sex trafficking. This whole movie is a fucking is a fucking 
like vague story about sex trafficking. I felt like that. I felt like the director or the writers, whoever wrote this shit, was trying to get across uh, the dangers of sex trafficking. Because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like undertones of sex trafficking in this movie. This movie should have been called Marvel Studios Presents Sex Trafficking. Is <laughs> what it should have been called. Cause like it was like oh cause like just pretty much it was like they're showing you even at the beginning the beginning of the movie like when they go into like the uh, the credits of the movie after um, they take uh, Natasha and Elena and like you can see like the girls going through like the strenuous training and how they get kidnapped and it, they like it like they like fucking terrorizing little girls you know it's fucking terrible and they do it to like fucking a slowed down version of Smells Like Teen Spirit you know. <laughs> <laughs> they do it to that and it's just it's just like they're talking about fucking sex trafficking what they're doing like they're they're, they're low-key kind of like talking about the sex trafficking of little girls is what they're doing and so we got to get through that uh like the middle i'm just gonna i'm just gonna rush through all this shit uh we get to the middle of the movie you know, this is the thing that pissed me off because, like, there's only there's probably like only like one good fight scene, I think, in this whole goddamn movie. When, uh, because like Red Guardian gets put in prison, Red Guardian gets put in prison, and Natasha and Elena got to uh, have to break him out. And there's only one good fucking fight scene I like is when is that when Elena and Natasha uh break red guardian out because like i like the scene on the bridge when natasha is beating up all the soldiers that's a pretty good fight scene she's like that's a pretty good goddamn fight scene that's the best fight scene in the whole goddamn movie everything else is bullshit they do they do things in this movie they do things in this movie that don't make any fucking sense uh physically you know like they mentioned like because they they do things that that just fucking blow my mind with physics, you know, like, I'm like, how the fuck is that even possible, you know, because, uh, Black Widow does shit in this movie where I'm like, she should be dead, you know, because, like, there's a scene where, uh, Taskmaster, I'm gonna get the fucking Taskmaster, oh my god, am I gonna get the fucking Taskmaster, oh my, oh god, um, but the fucking Taskmaster finds her and, uh, blows up her fucking car, uh, and first of all, Natasha's in a blown up car twice in this goddamn movie. Cause like at the first part, she gets her car blown up. Um, and then the second part, um, was when she finds Elena and she gets in a car with Elena and the car gets fucking blown up. That's the one, the second car that blew up. That's the one that made me say, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, that's the one that made me say, fuck you. Cause that car blew the fuck up. It blew up, it crashed into some shit, it flipped over like 15 times, and it landed in like a goddamn subway station, you know, and Natasha and Elena get up like, shit ain't happening to them, you know, <laughs> especially Natasha, so I was like, I was like, when the last time, I was like, from my recollection, I don't remember Natasha Romanoff getting shot up with the super soldier serum 
You know, I don't remember her getting shot up with the super soldier serum. She's just a regular ass chick. How the fuck is she surviving all of this? You know, she's the only because like she's the only member of the Avengers that doesn't have any fucking superpowers. Okay, or a fucking metal suit if you want to count like because I like Tony Stark doesn't have. I know, but he has a suit that fucking protects his ass. You know. You know, and like Hawkeye, you're like Hawkeye. Hawkeye's a fucking master marksman. You know, like he knows how to get out of things, and and he and I've never seen him put to that much extreme, uh, like fucking pain on his body. You know, like, I've never seen it happen to him. You know, I've never seen it happen to him. But like, you're like she ain't got none of that, and. I'm supposed to believe that she she survives all this shit. You know, I'm supposed to, supposed to believe she survives all this. I was like, they do so much unrealistic sh- uh, shit that bends physics. I was like, I was like, what is this? I was like, is this a Marvel movie or is this a Fast and the Furious movie? I was like, what the fuck is this? And they also mentioned family too much. Like every every other every other word is family. Like. Oh, this is my family. We were never a family. You thought we were family. You know, I thought I had, I thought I had a family here. We, it looks like I have two families now or some shit, you know, like, it's like they mentioned family a lot. I was like, is this a Fast and the Furious movie? You know, cause they say family like 15, 16 fucking times in this goddamn movie. Everything is family, 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 family. I'm waiting for the fucking Vin Diesel memes that people were making on social media like a week ago to turn into fucking Scarlett Johansson memes about family. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all f- they mentioned family a lot in this goddamn movie. Oh my god! But anyway, let's let's get to the thing that really fucking pissed me off, man. Uh, let's get to the thing that really fucking pissed me off because I don't want to stay on this. This stupid ass movie <laughs> for any any longer. Taskmaster. Let's get to Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Uh, at the beginning, they kind of it was kind of like they made him. I'm gonna say him. Uh, it's kind of like they made him like fucking T1000. It was like like he just shows up because like Taskmaster just shows up out of nowhere you're like we don't get a setup for taskmaster this taskmaster just shows the fuck up and he's just like this fucking one one man killing machine it's like like i say he's like the, he's like the fucking t-1000 in uh terminator 2 he's like doesn't talk doesn't doesn't listen to reason just kill 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 that's the fucking that's the fucking mission just kill 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 do whatever you gotta do to kill you know that's the mission and like that's that's what the taskmaster does and it was like because i was like before the, the before they made the reveal because they make the reveal of who the taskmaster is and i'm gonna get to that and it's it's a fucking this the fucking thing that made my fucking head explode um before they made the reveal of Taskmaster, this is what he was. And I was just thinking, I'm like, why are they doing this with such a cool, complex character like the Taskmaster? The Taskmaster is complex. You know, like, he has a, like, because, like, Taskmaster has a wife. Taskmaster uh, used to be an agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. 
He's like, he's like one of those guys with like photogenic memory who could just study anybody's fight moves. He could study anybody's fight moves and use that against them. That was that was the fucking Taskmaster's fucking um that was the Taskmaster's um power. Is that he has a photogenic memory, he can remember anybody's fight move, fight style, and use it against them. It's the fucking coolest shit ever in the comics. Uh, it's kind of cool here, you know, he, he does it a couple of times, but, like, it's just, like, mm, it's mostly, he's mostly just fucking doing Black Widow and, uh, Captain America and Hawkeye, that's it, but he doesn't really mimic anybody else, I think he mimicked Black Panther, I think there was a scene where, like, he mimicked Black Panther a little bit, but that's it, uh, cause he has a fight with the Red Guardian, and he has a fight with the Red Guardian, he doesn't really mimic Red Guardian, but let's get to the reveal, goddammit, the thing that fucking pissed me the fuck off. So, before I, like, remember I said all this shit, I was like, cause, uh, I was, remember I said all this shit about, uh, Taskmaster being a former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., being this dude that could fight really good with a wife, you know, he had, like, a family and shit, and, like, they were, for some reason, they were just like, fuck all that, we're gonna make him Ray Weinstone's daughter, <laughs> that uh black widow thought she killed you know that's what they did that's what they did taskmaster is a girl taskmaster is fucking ray winstone's fucking daughter pissed me the fuck off i audibly said in the fucking uh theater i said this is bullshit (laughs) i said that in the theater i'm like this is bullshit you know I was like, the Taskmaster, because Taskmaster is one of my favorite fucking villains. He's one of my favorite, all-time fucking favorite villain. I've always liked the Taskmaster. And they fucking, they fucking shit all over that character. They shit all over that character. What they do with that character is fucking blasphemous. And like, like I said, like, this pissed me off the same reason Iron Man 3 pissed me off. What the fuck they're doing to villain? What's they're rectifying, though? They're rectifying that with Shang-Chi. Uh, I don't know if they'll rectify that with, with, with another movie and they'll bring, like, another... They'll bring, like, the Tony Masters. Because that's, that's the uh, Taskmaster's real name. They'll bring, like, the Tony Masters, uh, Taskmaster in or something. And it's just like, he's like, he's just like, I adopted the name Taskmaster. I'm the Taskmaster or some bullshit. You know, uh... But what they did with Taskmaster pissed me the fuck off, man. Fuck it. it. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this movie. I hate this fucking movie. This movie is bullshit. Uh, all it was about, it was about like fucking sex trafficking. And it like, this is mostly, it's a mostly female cast. Um, cause you got Rachel Vice, you got, uh, Florence Few, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Ray Winstone, and, uh, uh, David Harbour, I almost called him Anthony Harbour, <laughs> and David Harbour, they're the only guys in here, and Ray Winstone's the fucking villain, and Red Guardian is a fuck-up, like, don't, don't expect anything, for, you expect, like, this Captain America-esque Russian dude, don't expect that from, uh, Red Guardian, Red Guardian is a fuck-up, he is a, a lying, manipulative fuck-up, that's what he is. Don't expect anything. Taskmaster beat the fuck out of him. This is before he, he even knew it was a girl. You know? <laughs> so, like, like Taskmaster beat the shit out of him. You know? And, like, he's just played up for comedy. Like, Red Guardian's played up for fucking comedy. Like, that's what he is. He's a comedic, manipulative 
fuck up. That's what they made the Red Guardian. So don't expect anything out of the Red Guardian. Uh, so, like, if you want to skip this one, you can skip this one, really, because, like, there's nothing in this movie, of, there's nothing in this movie of merit, really. There's nothing that, you could, you could skip this movie and not miss anything. You really can. You really can. And I was just like, and so, I was just like, yo, man, it, maybe they shouldn't have made a Black Widow movie. <laughs> you know, honestly, everybody was asking for the Black Widow movie. Here it is. It's, it's bullshit. It's the shittiest Marvel movie I've ever fucking seen other than Iron Man 3. That's that. Let's move on to Loki, shall we? Another thing that from Marvel that kind of disappointed me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't really, I didn't really care for this, uh, this, this episode of Loki either. Uh, it's kind of, really, I kind of really don't even want to talk about it. It was just so fucking dull. It's like nothing happened. Nothing happened in this episode, really. It's like we got to see what the other Lokis were. You know, it turns out that big black guy was a Loki too. You know, you saw that Mobius was still alive. He was just in the world, in the prune world or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, uh, Sylvia, Sylvie pruned herself to get back to Loki and they had to fight this big ass cloud and the cloud revealed something that I don't know what the fuck it is. And that's pretty much it. Like this, it was nothing. It was nothing. It wasn't as good as the last episode as episode four. Episode four was fantastic. And then they just kind of dropped in fucking quality with episode five so that's pretty much it i'm gonna i'm gonna get into the uh review of lethal weapon right after these messages all right guys welcome back to the show i've calmed down i've done some heavy breathing I've done some yoga. Let's get into Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon from 1987. I saw this movie on TV as a kid, pretty much, because any movie, <laughs> any movie before, like, maybe 1989, I saw him on TV as a kid, because I was a fucking baby when this movie came out, so, you know, so... <laughs> so, I don't remember, I don't remember the initial release of Lethal Weapon, because I was fucking two or some shit you know like i was like two years old when this movie came out so i don't remember it but when i saw i saw it on television with my dad as a kid and instant it instantly became one of my favorite movies of all time you know like what little boy wouldn't love this movie you know like it's got everything that a little boy's like it's got guns it's got fights you know it's got male bonding you know like it's like it's the ultimate it's like the ultimate tough guy film you know, so, like, what little boy wouldn't like this movie? So, like, instantly, I love this movie. Let's, let's get into the, um, let's get into the, 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 the technical. This movie was directed by Richard Donner, who just recently passed away. Uh, may he rest in peace. The screenplay was written by Shane Black. Uh, this would be his, like, breakout movie. After this, Shane Black would be in huge demand after this. Uh, this movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 80%, which I think is kind of bullshit. <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about Rotten Tomatoes. Ever since I added the Rotten Tomatoes element to this podcast, um, I 
been at odds with Rotten Tomatoes, you might say, you know. And like sometimes they, a lot of times they get it wrong. A lot of times they get it wrong. Eighty percent. I would have gave this a. I would have gave this a, a, a at least a ninety-five. I would have gave this a ninety-five percent if I was on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe, like I said, I keep saying it. I was like, I keep saying it. I was like, maybe I'll get on Rotten Tomatoes and rectify that <laughs> that wrong. Uh, anyway, but. <laughs> But the movie, the movie had a budget of 15 million and brought in a box office of 120.2 million dollars. It was a huge success. One thing about this movie, this movie is one of the premier buddy cop films. This is one of the buddy cop films that stands out. Um, there's been a lot of other buddy cop buddy cop films before this. You know, you had uh, your Beverly Hills Cops. You had your Running Scareds. You had your um, what's that, 48 Hours. You know, you had you had your buddy cop movies before this, but this is like this is like one of the top notch premiere buddy cop films. Let's get into um, casting. Uh, Bruce Willis was originally considered for the Martin Riggs character before they uh, cast Mel Gibson. I don't know the details about why they didn't go with Bruce Willis, but they didn't go with Bruce Willis and uh, the cast Mel Gibson because Richard Diner took a liking to him and he said he wanted to work with him. Uh, Danny Glover was cast as Roger Murtaugh because of his performance in Color Purple. And my God, uh, Danny Glover needed Murtaugh. <laughs> Danny Glover needed Murtaugh to soften his image because he is a fucking asshole in the color, in the color purple. Um, cause he did the color purple, like what, two years before a lethal weapon. I think he, he did the color purple in 85 and this came out in 87. He was probably just shooting, uh, uh, lethal weapon in 86. So he needed this character cause there were, uh, you can, there were, there were a lot of women that fucking hated his fucking guts after that character he played in, in, in the color purple. Like, so he needed this to soften his image cause this is what I know of him. As a kid that grew up in the '90s, I know Murtaugh. I'm, and then like I saw, uh, I saw a color the color purple. But I was like, oh my god! I'm like, Danny Glover's a bastard, you know? <laughs> I remember seeing it as a kid, but like I saw him as Murtaugh first, you know. So like I, I just noted like this, 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 this soft and cuddly uh, family man cop. That's what I know of him. But he needed this. He needed this. He needed this movie to soften his image, as did Mel Gibson need this movie uh to move to the upper echelon because like he was mostly known for the mad max movies which the mad max movies are good except for beyond thunderdome but uh (laughs) they're good but uh (laughs) he needed this he really did he really did need this to move his move to the next level uh gary Busey plays the main villain uh was his name like joshua or some shit and then like that's all they call him. They just call him Joshua. I don't know if that's a last name, first name. It's like Joshua, Mr. Joshua, Joshua. Just like that's what they that's what they call him. Um, Gary Busey said he was actually nervous about playing this part because up to this point he never played a villain before, which I was like, wow, that's shocking. I was like, he's never played a villain before Lethal Weapon because now. Uh, that's pretty much all he plays is villains, you know, so, like, he's so, he's so menacing, you know, but let's get, let's get into what I feel about, felt about this movie, uh, the one thing I want to talk about, let's talk about the performances, um, 
Mel Gibson and Danny Glover have so much great chemistry together. Like, instantly, you put them together, and, like, instantly, the chemistry just comes off the screen. You know, like, they feel like real partners. They feel like real friends. You know, it's a, it's it, 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 it's amazing how much chemistry that they... It's amazing how much chemistry they have in this movie. Uh, and also, uh, both actors individually play their roles well. Uh, Mel Gibson plays this uh, down-on-his-luck uh, cop who's trying to cope with the death of his wife, and he's suicidal. And Danny Glover plays this uh, this uh, family man cop, you know, who just wants to make it through the day. You know, like he just want, he just wants to do his job, get his paycheck, go home to his babies. You know, like that's what that's all he wants to do. He wants to go home to his his lovely wife and his three children. That's all uh, Murtaugh wants to do. Uh, the one thing I do like about this movie, uh, this is not like I said, this is not the first buddy cop film. This is not the first buddy cop film. There are many buddy cop films before this, but this one adds elements to the buddy cop film that you've never seen before because you get a peek into Murtaugh's life as a family man. You know, like you you, you learn about him as a family because like in other movies, you know, you just you just know like oh I got a wife at home, I got this, you know, blah blah blah. You don't really get to you don't really get to see their family. The, the buddy cop movies I've seen before this, uh, like a Beverly Hills Cop. Um, like Taggart. Taggart has a wife. We never see his wife. You know, I think he has kids too. We never see his wife. We never see his kids. You know, like he just mentioned his wife and his kids and you never see him. But I like this here because like you get a peek into Murtaugh's life as a family man. Like Murtaugh's family becomes a big part of a whole series. And like that's the thing. That's the thing. I like about this, you know, like, I like that you, 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 you get a peek into his life. You, his family becomes a big part of the series. The thing I like about this is they feel like a real family. They feel like a real family and it adds another element of danger because now you don't want to see anything happen to Murtaugh and because you know his family so well, you don't want to see anything happen to his family. It, it adds a little bit more tension. It adds a little, a little bit more uh, element, a little bit more danger to to, to the Lethal Weapon franchise. Because like you're like, I know this man. I feel like I know this man. You know, I feel like I know his family. Is, like his family is, his family is all throughout this goddamn goddamn series. And you're like, dude, I don't want anything to happen to his family. Which uh, in this movie, like his daughter gets kidnapped. You know, in this movie, his daughter gets kidnapped. And you're like, I don't want anything to happen to his daughter. You know, even though she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, his oldest daughter is a pain in the fucking ass. I love, I love Danny Glover's um, facial expressions. Every time his, his his oldest daughter comes around and says something or does something. You know? Because, <laughs> like, she is just, she is just a pain in the ass to him she's she gets on his goddamn nerves <laughs> every i'm not even gonna I'm, I'm not even trying to go forward to the other lethal weapon movies but in every lethal weapon movie she does something to get on his goddamn nerves you know like, <laughs> lethal weapon one lethal weapon two three and four she does something 
that gets on his nerves and he's just like oh my god this fucking girl you know <laughs> it's just like <laughs> but yeah man i love that I, I love that i love that element uh and essentially a uh, rigs becomes a part of his family and that gives him something to live for like i'm just like that's great storytelling you like you giving rigs something to live for he loves Murtaugh's family so much that he's willing to stay he's like he's like he's like i like this family like this family needs another protector you know he's just pretty much he's like i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be the uncle to these kids you know (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be the white uncle (laughs) to these kids and like he cares about these kids he cares about he cares about Murtaugh's wife he cares about Murtaugh he doesn't want anything to happen to Murtaugh and so um that's just great storytelling because like this gives him something to live for he was like I I need to live for this family now you know because I I because I fell in love with this family you know and like I said that's just great that's just great fucking storytelling right there that's just great storytelling and it goes on throughout the series you know they never they never miss a beat with Riggs and Murtaugh and the family they just go on with that um, and then, like they add, an- then they add, like uh, in uh, *Lethal Weapon 2*, they add another element, of- element to the story of family. You know, so when I get to *Lethal Weapon 2*, I'll talk about that. Uh, you know, so <laughs> they just keep adding, they just keep adding elements to this family. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Gary Busey. Gary Busey's okay as this like military esque like villain. Like he's not my favorite villain, but he's serviceable. He does things. You know, like, we really don't, because, like, I really don't understand. I know, like, the, the villains are supposed to be, like, drug dealers. I think they're supposed to be, like, guys in the military that didn't get their just due. And now they're fucking selling drugs, you know? So, <laughs> so like, that's that's the whole thing about this. But, like, it, 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 Gary Busey and Mel Gibson have this ending fight that doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense at all, you know? Because, <laughs> like... They get Gary Busey's character. Like, they, they got him, you know? Like, and all of a sudden, like, Riggs wants to fight him. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because, like, cause at the, in the middle, and, like, towards the the, 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 the tail end of the movie, Riggs gets shot. You know, like, Riggs gets shot by Gary Busey's character. And, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest, and he think he's dead. Like, the, the bad guys think he's dead. And... I don't know if it's just like 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 uh, Riggs just wants to fight that character for revenge because he shot him, you know, because <laughs> he shot him. So he's just like, I want I want a piece of him. As a, and it's just the thing. It's just the thing in the '80s that people did, you know. <laughs> it's just the thing in the '80s people did in movies, like in action movies. It was just like the villain and the main antagonist, the main protagonist and the main antagonist have to fight each other. They have to fucking have this all out drag down fucking knuckle brawl fight to the finish you know they gotta have this fight like they don't really do that in action movies anymore you know they don't have uh they don't have uh just these like the 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 protagonists just have like an all out drag out fight with the villain you know they just don't they just don't do that anymore it's just like they find out Cause like they, cause like nowadays, I think I talked about this in uh in another uh review that I did. Because like I'm saying, like nowadays, 
the villains, they try to make like these like excuses for villains. You know, why 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 they do what they do. You know? They, they just make an excuse for a villain why they do what they do. They're like, oh, he comes from a broken home or he 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 has mental issues or you know, like he he feels he feels neglected or whatever the fuck. Nobody loved him as a child or some some bullshit that he should get over as a grown ass man, you know? It's like you're a grown man. You know <laughs> like get some fucking therapy and get the fuck over it, okay? You ain't got to become a fucking crazed villain, you know? But yeah, that, that, that's what they do. But like back in the 80s, it was just like, this dude's evil. I don't give a fuck. We gotta fight this dude. We gotta kill him. You know, like that's what it was. And that's what they do here. That's what the fuck they do here. You know, like the fight, like I said, the fight doesn't make any sense at the end. Cause like they have like a at least a like a good like fucking five, six minute fight <laughs> towards the end. And the cops are standing around just letting the shit fucking happen. <laughs> But it just—it didn't make any goddamn sense. But overall, I still enjoyed this movie. I really still enjoyed this movie. The action—the action's good. I love like the—I love the action pieces in this movie. The desert scene—I love the desert scene. Uh, like I said, the chemistry between uh, uh, Glover and Gibson is just phenomenal. The chemistry between the family, Murtaugh's family, is phenomenal. You know, I love the storytelling. I love like they just thread together this storytelling that just goes on uh, further on into the series, the other movies. You know, like they don't forget things. They they just keep things going. There's nothing in the rest of these movies that don't make any fucking sense that I know of. Like I said, I'm gonna get to all those movies later. Uh, but overall, like I said, love this movie. Love the storytelling. Love the chemistry. Other than that fight that I can get over because it's only five minutes and it's towards the end. I gotta give this movie a five out of five. It's a solid movie. Solid, solid movie. Next week, I'm going to journey into the mind of Spike Lee. I believe this is going to be my first ever Spike Lee movie review. And I'm going to start with a Denzel Washington movie. I'm going to start with Denzel Washington in the 1998 basketball drama He Got Game. So until next time, peace.